0: hello everyone and welcome back we are super excited to announce we have a very special returning guest today
1: welcome to the move with us us podcast. podcast Oh, it's me Alexis. <laughs> I was like, come on yeah, in. You're you meant go. to like bounce off me
0: here.
1: <laughs> well, you know, sometimes I was letting you take it. I was letting you take it.
0: You've had too much time off. We need to get you back in the office.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hello Alexis. Hey guys. It's so good to see you. I've missed you. I know, I feel like,
1: I was just saying, it's been far too long. Well, we were having a catch up before we started rolling the tape. Yes, and which we need to carry on with. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Alexis Absolutely. is engaged. Like, I'm engaged. engaged. Who I, I spotted thought. the ring in the camera and I was like, oh my God. Like, oh my obviously God. we've said our congratulations of via God. the internet, but this is like so much more. It's just, so I was just thinking exciting. before, like, it's so
0: crazy. Because when I first met you, mm. it was like, you were like this and you still are obviously, but like this independent woman, you'd like been to Paris, you had just started your podcast and everything was just like, you were just going full steam ahead. And and I don't even think we really talked about men in general. We were just like these career women that were like just going after our dreams. And I don't know, I still remember to this day, um, early on when I was single, I actually was chatting to this guy on um we're just dming or whatever and i remember being like oh i think you were there i, I was think like, i remember yeah. this guy I like, <laughs> oh i don't know like th- this chat is just a bit this and that and you literally just got the messages and you're like yeah no he's not interested <laughs> i'm like
1: this was the last time we did a podcast with you and you were in gold coast Yes,
0: we've had oh such my good god. feedback yes, on that
2: yes. too with the oh, relationship really? thing I love
1: that. but
0: you just are so cutthroat and i was just saying this to alexis before i've started my beach walks again and she is literally that main podcast that i turn to every single time because she just gives it to you I so real and it, sometimes it hurts but you're like god that i needed that sometimes and you so do you just need blunt. the tough love yeah, so we're you, very happy but to have it. you need back.
2: it. You need to have those like harsh reality checks because like it's not going to work otherwise.
0: Well, I love how you're always like <laughs> you're always like you know you guys are in my DMs. If you're going to you're going to get in my DMs, I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm just <laughs> like I just love it because a lot of people like beat
1: around the bush a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and it's, like, it's um mm. it's it's. A way to do it. It's kind, yeah. gentle, but sometimes you just need to hear it exactly how it is. Yeah. And, and unfortunately yeah. sometimes it resonates you, better.
0: You can't mm. see it right when you're oh, in. Oh no, it. no. Um, so, often, anyway, tell True. us a bit about you. You've released another new book and yes. you are now engaged. So, please give us a rundown on all things Alexis.
2: All things Alexis. So, i released, the second book came out in, oh, I want to say August. It's all a blur the last few months, but August and it's called The Neuroscience of Self-Love. This one has done, I was just saying before, it's done even better than the first one and... It's more sciencey, so it's definitely more up my alley. Amazing. I know it's really good because the first one was doing really well because all the lists, like all the podcast listeners, are just so dedicated. And you're like, I've got a book, and they all go out and get it. So it's it's really cool. Um, but the second one's that. done even better, which is great. Um, and I at first was like, Are people going to like this? Because I really it, it, there's a chapter on like dopamine, serotonin, um, oxytocin, or like, and I'm like, Is this too sciencey for the general public? But they absolutely loved it. So I think that's really cool. I think like young people are just more hungry for like facts now and they want the science behind. Oh. Yes. They, you know, they, and you guys would know it as well 100%. with your community. They're just like, I want to know more. I'm I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to research things. So I think it's, a, it's a really cool audience to have. Um, so that's all happening. That's really good. And then I'm engaged. I just, yeah, I, oh, I it's know. so weird being engaged because obviously, adore Tyrone is a legend. But I was mm-hmm. always somebody that was like, if I don't get married, I don't care. It it is what it is. It's you know, if it's important to you, then amazing. I love going to weddings. Don't get me wrong, I love celebrating it. But for me, I was always like, I'm not too phased. It's not even as a kid. I never imagined my wedding. It was nothing. That I ever thought about. So it's just so funny now being engaged. And everyone's like, what are your wedding plans? I'm like, we've been engaged for like seven months or more maybe. Seven months. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I don't even, not, yeah. not because it's a secret, because I have no idea what we're going to do for the wedding. But we want yeah. it to be in a year. And everyone's like, good luck. You haven't even started planning. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> you,
1: don't worry. I managed to put a wedding together in about two months. Literally. Oh I found leave it till last minute yep yep last minute and then all you have to do is throw it all together it's not enough time to think about it or remake it's decisions true. and and they're not and umming and
2: ahhing like i do like being no. under pressure i perform under pressure yeah. so maybe i should do I'll take a leaf out <laughs> of your book yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's so funny yesterday we had to make some final decisions for crop shop and someone's like oh you know this is a lot of pressure my like, pressure's good I feel like you are so scary. I thrive.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is my sweet
0: spot. Yeah. Um, So you have have a date, kind of, but you have no idea what what the plan is.
2: Well, yeah, because we were originally, I was in Mallorca and I'm calling Tara and being like, we are getting married in Mallorca. This is unbelievable. And then I thought logistically, I'm like, that's a nightmare (laughs) to to organise that and there's so many people that would be able to make it. So hard. So then now we're thinking either Australia or Bali um and Ooh, then we'll just be do nice. like bali would be cool and then we just do like yeah. a friend moon in mallorca and have this yes. epic party there and that way people that can't make it they're not missing out on the wedding
1: yeah
0: that's a really yeah. good idea i was just in bali like a couple of months ago and where i was staying it's called the suri but they do like these weddings? insane weddings oh, and it's like really? up on this like cliff face with like oh, um like the sun setting and oh, just what a stunning I'm bali sorry. is amazing send, send
2: me yeah i will i'll, I'll send you the it. place but for me
0: personally i'm definitely like yeah i would 100 get married in bali or fiji i feel oh because it's kind of like you're asking a little bit but you're not asking
1: too much yeah you know yeah and, you and those who are dedicated to days. the cause they, they, right. right you know yeah. there's yeah. only so much you can do yeah. exactly <laughs> it's so true <laughs> ah,
0: all right amazing well Let's get into it. I say, let's do it. We have asked this whole topic today is on the science of success. So a lot of our listeners obviously are in either undergoing like a fitness journey or maybe it's career, relationship. Who knows? Any area in your life that you just want to sort of set yourself up for success. So I was going to say, are we talking like yeah, success as a generalized yeah. whole? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it can always like no, like no. with everything, it always sort of fits into all aspects of your life. Yeah. Totally. Um. But we're pretty much just going to prompt some questions and Alexis is going to share her incredible knowledge with us. So are you ready? I'm I'm so ready.
1: (laughs) Let's do the first question. Did you have a moment where you knew you needed to help others? And what kind of, if you can think back, like sparked that aspect of your
2: journey? Like what made you begin? Yeah. Okay. So there definitely was. A moment, well, it was kind of like a month long moment for me. And basically, it was a combination of everything that I loved. Because I remember when I decided to launch the podcast, I made that decision about two months before I started the podcast. I hadn't thought about it for that long. But I was thinking prior, I'm like, I need to do something. I loved performing, I used to want to be an actor. And then I was studying the brain I totally and I thought, oh, that. how can I like, yeah. yeah, I was like, how can I, I do I really it? envisaged that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, get me on a stage. Uh, but that never happened. I never, I'd like get so close to getting a role and I'd always just like miss out at the very end. Oh. So there was a lot of tough rejections and tough yeah. times. And I mean, looking back, I'm like, thank God I didn't make it in that <laughs> industry. I just feel it's like so up and down. Yeah. But I loved this idea of performing and I loved science and I thought, no idea how to blend those two loves together. And I was thinking of maybe doing a YouTube channel, so I was kind of throwing ideas around. Then I was a guest on Lucy and Nikki's Happy Hour podcast and I spoke about, they just wanted to, not even about psychology or the brain, they just had me on to talk about heartbreaks because I had like two really hectic heartbreaks. And just when I thought I'd like overcome, I then got like slapped back down again and (laughs) had to like overcome that and so I just spoke about that and it was like really candid I was really open and honest about everything I went through and how I was just like in such a hole and I couldn't crawl out of it and what I did eventually to kind of pull myself up and move to Paris and all of that and so after that I announced on my Instagram that I was going to start a podcast and in kind of less than 2 months after that I started it. But in that time frame I had so many people that had listened to that episode that were just so hungry to understand more about how to improve their relationship with themselves and I didn't realize how prevalent that was in just mm-hmm everybody especially young women and this idea of like I just want to improve my relationship with myself so then from having a podcast and wanting to perform and talking about science I thought okay my purpose from now on no matter what the episode is going to be about and this is still true to this day and I've got a hundred and nearly 190 episodes but in every episode before I start recording I remind myself the purpose of this episode of every single episode is to help people improve their relationship with themselves. That's the underlying everything. And it wasn't until that moment before or that month-long period where all these questions were coming through. And I think everything comes down to how you relate to yourself or how you talk about yourself. And I thought I can use everything that I thought I've failed in or hasn't worked, everything that I've done in my 20s with studying neuroscience and psychology and and um, you know my heartbreaks and and performing all of that now I, has, like, culminated in this one thing that I can now give to people. Um, so, yeah, that was my moment. I love
0: that. And something that I think that you do really well and kind of just said, like even how you started on Lucy and Nikki's podcast, the fact that you were just so real, raw and honest, yeah. mm. that I think really separates you from from the rest in that mm. when I when I listen to your podcast in general, like everything's like, you know, you're doing this, I can relate to that. And I feel like that stems so much back to even yeah. how we started our yes. fitness journey because yeah. it's like all of the mistakes we did, we're like, we get it. We know how you feel. We've been there. Let us help you. Let us show you the tools that we used to you know um, move past those things so it's kind of like everyone's so scared to fail right so it's like everyone's so scared to take opportunities we sort of all live in fear to a certain degree and it's like Mm -hmm. really what has sort of kick-started our careers is facing that fear leaning in allowing yourself to you know fall get Mm. back up and then go and share that.
1: I also think though when you're someone and you're at the start of that it can feel really daunting and often you'll be like I don't know if anyone else can relate because you Mm, look at the people who are like 50 chapters ahead and they're like, well, they've probably never been through this. So when you're completely (laughs) raw about it and you're like, these are the actual things that I've been through. And it's like, wow, like,
2: You've been through it the same as I have. It's very relatable and people can really – It is and people like – and you guys are great at being really honest, being like I used to do this and it just absolutely – I thought it was working for me but in hindsight it was so (laughs) – I was so cruel to myself. You know, you can talk through all these things and people look at it and they don't look at it as like, oh, yeah, lol, you won't do it. Like they actually – that to them, they would rather hear the the messy past – than think, oh, I just miraculously stepped into yep. my success. You know, they yep. don't, you know, and it's not to say that you have to have a struggle, but if things haven't gone well, it's mm. better to talk about it. I yep. think it almost, you know, people ha- like people feel more connected oh, yeah. to you.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Well, you know, I always say everyone sees the now, but like it's everything that went into creating what is now a thing, right? Mm. And even back to Alexa, so how old were you when you started your podcast?
2: So I was... Well, I was, I was 30. Okay, so even
0: 31. that in itself, if someone was 30, they'd be I'm 30, I'm too old yeah. to change my career or start something new. And it's like, I guess for me, my question is, you had 10 years from 20 to 30 yeah. of not doing what you were kind of destined to be. So yeah. was that sort of a scary thing for you? Or were you always just sort of like, nah, I'm going for it? Like what what sort of yeah. made you not you know do you know I I guess like I before
1: succeeding like what was your mentality cuz once yeah. you succeeded it's like okay like I I'm on a roll like I, it's, mm. I'm snowballing and I'm getting but before that point how did you yeah so
2: it was it was difficult cuz I almost was making you know cuz I was teaching pilates and I was doing really well I was I had like a really good network of clientele in Sydney. I kind of felt like I was at the top of my game in my niche teaching reformer. And to the extent that I wanted to have eventually my own studio, I was was going down that route. And then I kind of was looking at a kind of fork in the road and I was thinking, do I continue going down a path that I know I'm very good at? And I like, and I love actually, I really loved doing what I did. But this was way more exciting for me. This was kind of like you know and it was really enticing um mm. so and it's weird now because i really miss teaching classes still like yeah. i love i loved it and sometimes I, I i go and do pilates at the studio i used to work and i'm like oh i just should come and do a guest class but i'm very unorganized with my time so i never do it <laughs> but it's this thing that even though i could have gone down that path and been still so happy with my life mm. i was i made a decision and i thought let's just let's just go all in and put all this attention and time into doing this mm. and see where it goes because I every year in my twenty I graduated when I was from my undergrad when I was 23 or 24, 23. Um, and every single year, that seven year gap before I started my master's, there was a seven year gap between my undergrad and my master's. And I think people think, oh no, you just kind of rushed through. There was such a long time in between where I lived overseas, where I was scraping by with like down to 50 cents before the next paycheck would come in that kind of thing in my 20s and in that time frame I every single year would think do I go back to study the brain and I had this like this this defining moment at the end of every year and I thought this isn't going away I need Mm. I need to go back and study I just love it so much so I think that sometimes Sometimes you don't have to get this one big calling. Sometimes tap into your curiosity. What are you curious? You don't have to be an expert yet, but if you lean into that curiosity, you can learn a lot about what your eventual purpose will be.
0: I really like that. Yeah, and I I feel like it's um, also from what you're saying, it's very much like be open Mm. to opportunities because I think so many of us think that life happens in these like periods and it's like, okay, cool. I've finished school. I'm getting a degree and everything has to be ticked. And like, this is the way your life goes. And I just feel like when you can allow your life to move, but also be open to what possibly could happen outside of that path is where, you know, for me anyway, like early on in my career, it was just like, Anything and everything. I don't care if it was paid, unpaid. If I had to pay for myself to get there, I was just so open and curious
1: to like what what's out there and what can I do outside of what I think I can. But even taking a step back to when you first started, Mm. just going back to Alexis saying like leaning into that curiosity, like what you like being a personal trainer. Like Mm. how often did people kind of be like, "Oh, that's like not a real job," Mm. and you lent into it anyway, and Mm. you all the time, and you start, and then it's like,
2: and how I actually really love this. Exactly, and how often do you heal? Oh, that's that's a saturated market. How oh, often yeah. are people told that the fitness industry is saturated? Yeah. You want to start a podcast? Good luck. There's a yeah. hundred thousand <laughs> podcasts getting started every day. Like you hear that shit all the time, and it's 100%. like, okay, good. I'm doing it. I don't care. Like, yeah, you know, you've got to look at your life as there's only one past for you, one past because it's done. But there's infinite potential futures for you. You could right now turn around and decide I'm going to become an architect. I don't care what I do, I'm going to do it. And in six years you're working full-time as an architect, killing it. You know what I mean? So it's incredible all the different pathways you could take. Sorry, uh, quick question while I was still here and then you can (laughs) (laughs) go.
0: My question is though (sighs) – that feeling and, – and I probably can't relate to not having it and maybe that's because I've been privileged, privileged enough to be in a family that always encouraged it. Mm-hmm. But what do you think it is for people who – can't really just can't allow themselves to see anything outside of what they're currently doing like what yeah. things could they do to sort mm. of work on believing in
2: themselves a little bit more I think, yeah, yeah it's their environment I think yeah. it's really your environment that sets the tone because if you and the environment is in a lot of things. It's your own environment within your head, as in your thoughts and what you're telling yourself, what you're exposing yourself to with social media and, and movies and TV and all of that. That's one environment, and then you've got your friends and family, and then you've got kind of the, the belief system that you were raised with, and that's all an environment. So you 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 grab someone who is someone who. Who's made a lot of success for themselves, and you watch this person. They've got this belief that they're just successful, you know, and they just mm. they just believe it. And they hang around with successful people. They hang around with people that are that are dynamic. And then you see them lose all their money because if there was something unfortunate that happened to them, they lose all their money within two years. They're a millionaire again in yeah. a completely different industry, and it's because they have a different environment that they surround themselves with. They have a different way of be- a belief about how they approach these things and Mm -hmm. you look at someone else who's got just the same amount of health the same amount of intelligence the same you know potential but they they limit themselves so much and you look at how they were raised or the people that they hang out with and it's they've just they've got all these these kind of false limitations Mm -hmm. around them that they think is the the limit you know
1: yeah yeah so like for people who might feel like they're in that situation Mm -hmm. how do you go about
2: Trying to rewire or change, or kind of step out of that. Totally. So the first thing you need to do is you've got to change your belief on what on like your how you view what is possible, and the best way to do that is find role models and the role model does not have to be in your industry so start looking at people that have kind of broken out of their mold in any industry it doesn't matter and you don't have to know them personally this can just be online and you start the main thing is you have to change your awareness so you have to get to a point where you think wait a minute not only is it possible but it's pretty fucking possible because there's I can think of 50 examples whereas before I could think of none now I'm realizing wait a minute Success is everywhere. I just have to change my bias and look at success more often than I'm looking at um, limitations or failure mm. or, or struggle. If you're always around people that are struggling and like, you know, on their last dollar, it's, it's very easy to have that mentality of scarcity. You're less likely to take risks. You're less likely. Everything is biased, you know, so you have to mm. change your bias and the first thing is acknowledge what's the main thing that I'm thinking about and what am I, who am I talking to? What am I looking at? And if, if you don't want to change your circle of friends because they're good people but they just, you know, have limiting beliefs, that's okay. But you should be changing what you're feeding your mind in your spare mm. time. And that's that's where I say always seek out role models.
0: Yeah, well, it's interesting you say that because my partner and I were talking about this the other day because someone asked me a question on Instagram and it was like, you know, how do I stop myself from comparing this and that and this? And I'm like, there is actually no harm in comparing yourself to someone else if it's in a way that you actually understand what you're trying to seek from it. Mm. So for example, if I want to achieve certain things and I know someone that has, mm. I'm not I'm not comparing me to them. I'm looking at their processes, what they're, yeah. what they're doing each day and sort of trying to, okay, well, if they're in a position I'm wanting to be in, what sort of things can I start to mimic in my day-to-day yeah. life to sort of start following yeah. in the footsteps? It's not like I want to be them, I am me and my journey is mine, but it's like how can I you know, take from them, as I said, like processes and routines and, you know, whatever else they're doing in order to sort of like
1: for well like, it's a primal human sense? it's primal 100%. human instinct yes. how do babies learn to walk mm. or yeah. talk or and it goes it literally goes through life you learn to read and write like that's humans are great at absorbing information from other people yeah it's and just I, doing it in the right way yeah and i feel like there's this massive negative like connotation around
0: comparing and it's like i just think if you understand why and what you're looking to actually get yeah. from that person yep. rather than just, like, I want their life, my life is not their life and my life sucks.
2: Like, mm, it's yeah. very different, And you know? Yeah. I couldn't agree more because there's, there's, there's the unhealthy comparison, which is, like, where you're looking at something that can't be changed that's not earned. So, for mm. example standards of beauty and things like that but then there's sometimes it's sometimes good to compare yourself for a harsh reality check because sometimes people say oh I just don't have the time I just don't have the time really what are you doing the first thing you wake up are you scrolling for you have time Mm -hmm. do you have allocated time that Mm -hmm. you're willing to you know and if you were to compare your morning with someone who you deem to be successful you both could do it you know Mm. it's just that Mm. they're following through with the the mundane routine and you're not and that's Mm. when it's good to make a comparison like a harsh reality check being like wait a minute here I am saying that I don't have resources but maybe I do and I'm just not admitting it and if I were to compare my routine with the other person next to me I can make a harsh comparison and do something about it you know I love the
0: time allocation thing and maybe we're going a little bit off track here, but I think it (laughs) has a lot to do with success. Mm. What are your top tips for time allocation? Like what would you say to someone who's like, I just, my time's all over the place. I'm scattered very like simply what are some things that they could be doing each day in order to be more efficient with their time?
2: I would start by being really, first, everything's observation to start with. You know, I always say to people, like, if you can't observe your own behaviour, then you're not going to be able to make changes. Um, when I was a PT, people would say, oh, can you write me like a, a food plan? I'm not even a dietitian, but I'm like, okay, well, first, why don't you write a food diary of just everything you eat for a week? Oh, no, 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 I don't want to do that. Well, then you're never going to follow a food plan because you can't, yeah. even, you can't yeah. even observe your own life. Yeah. So number Love one that. is observe, and what I say to people is, don't think about cutting everything – like sometimes people are like, I'm not going to – I'm deleting Instagram for my phone. I'm gonna. No, I just want you to be mindful of how long you're on Instagram, how long you're doing this, how long you're snoozing for, how long – often so much of the time in our day that we use are wasted in between things. There's a lot of mm-hmm. wasted time here and there. So, for example, when I'm on Instagram, I will – it's now become a bit of a pattern, but I look at the time when I'm on it. When I open the app, I look at the time. Yep. And I will never spend more than three minutes on it unless I'm responding, like, unless I'm work related stuff, like I'm yep. re- responding to DMs and stuff. If I'm just there for recreational purposes, three minutes is a maximum, you know, and then I'm off. And then, same with the morning, you know, you don't snooze the alarm. Or if you're going to snooze it, have an absolute, you know what I mean? There's, there's, yep. you've got to cut out this, this fluff time that you waste in between. You'll be amazed how much can get done in those interim times. And people think, Oh, I'll just throw that away because it's only half an hour. So in this half an hour, I'll just sit and scroll because I'm bored. Mm. Boredom is something that we've created. You don't have to be bored. You're just you're just overstimulated. You know. Yeah, but yeah, but also if we
0: didn't have our phone to scroll,
2: I mm. guarantee we would be doing, doing something, something else. else. But yeah. I also
1: like the perspective, like. It's a lot of people are all or nothing. Like yeah. if you waste your time on Instagram, then throw it out, delete but, the app. But instead, it's <laughs> yeah. like no, like learn self management because mm. that's how you become accountable exactly. to everything you're doing, and it actually is a bit more of like a disciplinary thing as well. Like you're it not is. just.
0: You can actually set up on Instagram and apps like that, like time limits, so it actually oh, like you can good. get that's a so like, good a, I didn't a alarm know that. thing. Yeah, that sort of says you know um, time. You've limit. been on for
1: too long. Yeah. That's no, 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 <laughs>
0: yeah, but yeah, pretty much, yeah. So there are things like that mm. in place. So yeah, so I guess, yeah, number one thing is actually observe your current behaviour, find where you're wasting time. Another thing that
2: I'd recommend is you've got to look at what you what is your priority in your life. Is it something like, you know, I'm wanting to start this new thing or I'm wanting to start this new thing or I want to start exercising regularly. You have to look at in a week, how many hours realistically do I need to be allocating towards that thing for it to actually become noticeable in my life, for the changes to become noticeable or for me to see results in this thing. It's really easy to say, I'm going to start training every day. And it's like, well, what are you – firstly – Firstly, how many hours? What are you doing? Like you've you've got a structure and you've got to look at, okay, that's a total of let's say four hours in total. Right, how am I going to divide that up and where am I going to slot this time block? Where am I going to do these things? Obviously with flexibility as well because things come up in your life but if you can't look at your week and say X amount of hours is allocated to this, I've got 10 hours allocated to study, I've got bang, bang, bang. And you're just like cruising through the week. By the end of the week, you're going to think, well, I've not studied at all. I've not done anything Mm. because I've not broken it up into my days, you know.
0: I think the whole process of saying we're going to do things is like nearly like self-sabotage and that we we love to throw words around but when it actually comes to setting like a realistic Mm. goal and and Mm. strategizing as to how you're going to achieve that it just seems to be no one seems to want to do it you know and I feel like then we're so upset when we don't achieve and then we get in this habit of not believing ourselves so this is kind of takes me back into the Mm. like how do we get that sense of belief and it's like if you keep disappointing yourself nearly to a degree it's very hard for you to believe (laughs) that you can do something outside of what you're currently doing
1: yeah
0: um so what i'm kind of getting to is if you can in some way start to conquer little Little tasks within your life i feel like you build the confidence to to really like
1: back yourself yourself and see that you
0: can actually achieve a lot more than you think you can um
1: well words are comforting but actions are scary like they are actually
2: they are and most people, th- this is the, the problem with most people and I think I've said it on my podcast before, but most people, when they want to change, they want an exciting change. I want to be excited yeah. for my new life. So what do they do? That's it. I'm going to start waking up at five o'clock every morning. I'm going to go out and train. I'm going to come back and drink a smoothie and then, and then. And so they write all these things that they're going to do and on Monday my life changes. They get to Monday and they're like, that is so overwhelming. They, they yeah. might yeah. try one day and they're like, oh my God, <laughs> I can't, I can't. and like the, It's just too much cognitive effort because their brains are trying to go back to their old patterns and- nothing's nothing subconscious yet so it's all cognitive it's all effort it's all it's really intense so then you obviously stop doing it and you look back at yourself and you're like yet again I failed I'm a failure I can yeah. never and then then the narrative is I can never stick to goals I can never and mm. it's like no 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 no. you just set the bar so impossibly high you set yourself up for failure and then you get angry at yourself for naturally failing it's like mm. you start going to the gym and you say I'm deadlifting 100 kilos for the first time ever you try you can't and then you're like, I'm a failure. I'm never yeah. going to the gym again. It just doesn't make sense, you know? No. So what I say to people, especially people that already have this ingrained thing that they can't stick to a goal or a, a routine or something, I say, set yourself a goal that's so ridiculous, mm. ridiculously easy, that if you don't do it, it's it's like I'm a joke. You know. So for example, yeah. one thing could be for the next, from now on, for the rest of my life, I'm putting my workout shoes at the door tonight, like at the night yeah. at nighttime. It's so tiny, but it's a routine that you've instilled yeah. and that's it. It's done. Yeah. It's, it's ingrained in you. That's the new you. The next one can be, I'm just not snoozing. So I'm not even going to start getting up earlier. Just no snooze, you know. Yeah. And then yeah. that's ingrained in you. And people don't like that because people like, mm-hmm. oh, I want massive change. The thing is, you actually get massive change so much faster doing these little things and incrementally adding one thing at a time. In six months, you're a different person. But people think, oh, no, 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 no. no. I want in two weeks to be a different person but it never happens. Mm. And this is the same in business.
0: You want it all. You, you have to yeah. everything I in know. life takes time and unfortunately we we are a society that is very impatient. Very,
1: so we're so used to having everything now. Yeah. 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 Like right. yeah,
0: everything's instant that instant gratitude, right? Yeah. So my question for you Alexis is personally what were you, what were a few of the limiting beliefs you struggled with early on when wanting to sort of make this career change?
2: Yeah, so I think one of them was that, especially when you're going to uni and you're doing like the master's program and the lecturers there are so knowledgeable and they're all like got multiple doctorates and they're running labs and things like that. I many times, even today, um, have moments, less now, because you also have to understand where you are you know, where, where you stand within an industry. I understand that I know more than some people and a lot less than others, and I'm okay with that. Um, but it's this idea of feeling like I wasn't, I wasn't qualified to be talking about all this knowledge when there were people that were so much more qualified than me. Mm -hmm. And that initially would scare me a little bit, And I would kind of like, oh, put the brakes on. And then, and it was kind of this just like getting comfortable with talking about these things that I was so passionate about knowing and being so fine with the fact that I'm not the expert. I can know knowledge about it and I can get people. And so then I changed, I changed how I looked at it. I thought, well, you don't have to be the expert in these things, but you can be the person that um, connects the, the, average person like the lay person as far as science goes with science topics and get them interested you know so I thought you know while I'm studying a lot and I've done seven years of study at uni you can't compare my knowledge to someone that's got all these PhDs but Mm. it doesn't matter really because I'm still serving a purpose in what I'm doing. And, And I feel like the
0: difference is is that you know you deliver those really maybe uh, out-of-reach topics for certain people in a way that's very absorbable. Mm. And so when I listen to your podcast, I'm like, oh, yeah, like that makes sense. And you, you make everything very practical and you give Thank examples you. and personal experiences and personally even kind of comes back to the same with Emma and I in fitness. You know, we weren't the most knowledgeable people with yeah. the most, you know, accreditations, et cetera, et cetera. But we had been through an experience that a lot of people could relate to and we could share it in a way that could help them sort of skip or not feel alone throughout That's those times. Right. And I, I think it all comes down to just learning to block out the noise, right, and just push That's forward. It. And, and it comes
2: down to like, what am I actually offering? Do I actually need that level of expertise that the people that would, would teach me at uni need No, not for what Mm. I'm doing. I'm always learning and I'm constantly listening to lectures and stuff just because I like it. But do like with you guys, you're not offering um, one-on-one physiotherapy for someone that's rehabbing a hip out of a surgery. You're offering someone a different lifestyle. yeah, yeah, A a lifestyle change that's Mm. going to benefit them and make them feel good in their bodies. That's what you're offering them, you know. So you have to kind of look at it and think, you know, I've got things that the people that are smarter than me don't have and vice versa versa and that's mm-hmm. and that's what kind of kept like kept yeah making me feel better about it okay and i guess what is the
0: neuroscience behind rewiring yourself to be able to not kind of fall back into these limiting beliefs obviously that's just one but we all yeah. have many yeah. i'm sure um yeah I guess what what are some things we can do if we are having the if we're wanting to make a change but we have all these little noises inside our head
1: well sometimes as well like you feel really good on day one mm-hmm. day two day three mm. and then like maybe day seven you're like you notice yourself falling back into those same limiting I guess and sorts. I still fall into them to this yeah. day like
0: there's been weeks um in the last couple of months where I'll like these have these terrible days where I'm mm. just like so negative yeah, yeah. and <laughs> Ah, it's, it's just so like, hard. it's so, but it's it's normal. Yeah, and it I normal. think that I always say these things are normal. It's just about having the right tools yeah. to get ourselves back mm. out, right? Totally, so, totally. So there's no one's whole, always positive.
2: <laughs> no one, no one. It's just not really, It's it's just not because we're, we're very complex beings, so we're always going to go down this like roller coaster of yes no. Even when things are going good business-wise, you can still have negative oh, yeah. moments. Sometimes when things are going really good, you can have these moments of like, oh, when's it all going to end? You know, so it's just yeah. this constant, like <laughs> it might I'm not be reflective. Worry. Yeah, it's not reflective of what's actually happening in your life. These thoughts come we're up. We're fearful beings. We are yeah. fearful beings and yeah. we're always looking to like pull the brakes if necessary. So one of the things you can do, there's, there's a couple, but – what the main one is neutralizing thoughts is a really big one because if you try and think, for most people, if you try and think an absolute polar opposite thought to what you're feeling, it feels unrealistic. It's like, oh, this doesn't work. You know, so you just end up spiraling. So if you're thinking something like, oh, I feel like an imposter, I'm an imposter, you're not going to say to yourself, no, you're a success, you're this, you're that in that moment because mm. in that moment you're feeling quite like, oh, nah, that well, feels like a Well, you don't like believe that. Yeah. yeah. like a lie you don't believe it so instead you think of a neutral thought and that it's basically bringing yourself just back to baseline so you think okay i'm feeling this way but let's think of three facts three pieces of evidence that will counter that so i'm doing really well in my business i'm actually really happy my relationships are going really well i'm checking in on my health today it's pretty fucking amazing you know like Mm -hmm. so you you can like do a couple of these things, and you just neutralize it, and you think, okay, it's a bit of a reality check. I'm okay. My life is actually like, it's okay. So you have these constant neutralizing, and only when you feel calmer and neutral, do I then say layer on those like positive affirmations, mm-hmm. because then they no longer feel like a lie. So that's one thing. Another thing that's that's I find really works for me is think of a physical location where you have. Um, so, for example, I'll say as, as an example, and then so. When I first started the podcast, I would always plan my episodes going for a walk in the botanical gardens. That's always when I plan. I don't know why, but I'd be walking and taking notes, and walking and taking notes. Sometimes when I get into a rut and I'm like, I'm just not planning a good episode. Ah, that's. I'll have one planned out, and I'm like, that sounds. That just feels like it's not. It's not on my wavelength. I'll go back to the physical location of where I am creative and the creativity always comes back. And there's actually a science behind that. that. It's really interesting and it's called a hook um, with your memory. And the same thing goes for when you've lost an item, you're way more likely to find it if you literally retrace your steps. You'll remember it even if it's not where you've retraced your steps. So it's like you put yourself back in in the physical space of where you want your mental space to be, and it comes back.
0: I love that. Mm. That's and actually um, that's something funny because, like, I have this feeling of whenever I'm on a holiday, I always feel I'm most creative. Yeah, like when yeah. I when I'm out of my work environment. Yeah. So when I'm like not in the same like place where I'm so yeah. used to being, like, on, not in on, your house, in your dining yeah. table, where you're on your laptop yeah, or, or in, in the, the office. office. Yeah, I Do always you know
2: that. Mm. So exactly on that, there there've been studies done on people studying at uni and the people that changed their location to novel locations when they studied retained more knowledge. So if you got someone to study in this library and then at that cafe and then a, they actually remembered more being in a new environment that's stimu- – well, not necessarily new but yeah. changing your environment to feel stimulated, you're more, your awareness is more heightened because you're not like, oh, same old, same old, same old every day. Mm. Uh, rah, rah. You kind of have this like you're more stimulated and then you're more creative I
0: can totally relate to yeah. that. Because yeah. like for me it's hundred percent as soon as I'm on a holiday, I'm like, cut I'm like, don't work on holidays, but I'm like <laughs> but yeah. right so
2: many ideas and I and I'll go to like a little in bali, I'll go to a cafe and I'm like it's
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, yes. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Totally relate to that. Love that. Mm. Okay, this is a good one. What actions can you take to reshape your fear of failure? So mm. I feel like we kind of touched on this,
2: but kind sp- of
0: specifically being fearful. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think one of the good ways, but you've got to do it constructively because then it kind of backfires, but one of the good ways of doing this is remind yourself of times that you failed in the past and then how you overcame that. I think we still have this idea that failure is the worst thing ever, but if I look back at my life, every time I've failed, I've come out tenfold better the other side, even if there was like a a period of time where it was not a good time, like heartbreak or, or you know, a career failure or whatever. I still went through the trenches. Like you can't avoid pain, but you can avoid suffering, you know. Mm. So I look, I always look at my old failures as an example and remind myself that I'm actually quite resilient. Resilient. Yeah. yeah.
0: And you know what's so interesting? Because I just was listening to this in one of your podcasts and it actually really resonated with me. And it was like, you need to accept that at the end of the day, things in life are going to hurt no mm. matter what they are. You are going to you know, undergo some pain. But your tip was like at the end of the day, you always need to remember that you will be okay. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like reminding yourself of no matter what happens in your life, no matter if you're 50 going through a divorce or you lose someone who absolutely like is Not so special you. to you. It's yeah. like at the end of the day, you will go through pain and it, it will suck. But you will be okay.
1: Yeah, totally. It, it's the hardest reality to absorb, mm. especially at the time when you're going through something. But it's also one of the most important. Like well, it, yeah. it's it's hard to go back on a time
0: where you can be like, oh, that like that was a really hard time, but I wasn't okay. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because well, because it, it half brings it triggers it can yeah. trigger t- trauma. Like yeah, going through like that kind of
2: mm. you know thinking back on really hard times but you've always got to think about like and this is why i always say like your number one priority is to work on your relationship with yourself because y- it makes the the prospect of failure so it's way less intimidating because if you are in a relationship and you absolutely hate yourself and you put all mm. your eggs in that one basket of the relationship being your identity and 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 the reason you feel validated and feel good enough. And then if that relationship breaks down, you think I will not survive this. I'm not going to be okay. This is not okay. Whereas if you flip it around and if you say, no matter what, my loyalty is live with me. And Mm. if the chips are down, I'm there picking up the chips for myself. I'm not going to turn my back on myself. If a relationship breaks down, you are heartbroken, but you're like, Mm. I'm still here for myself. I haven't abandoned myself in the process. I'm still doing the work day in, day out, day in, day out. Mm To build on that, do you know what I mean? I really love that. Why
0: is it that as soon as people sort of get into relationships or Mm. or get into some sort of like any area of their life, but comfortability, Mm. they tend to just really like the first thing that goes is the effort with yourself and putting in that time to you know constantly work on yourself, like personally, professionally, whatever it may be. Self love,
1: self care. What what, is that
2: that sort of makes that? People in general are pretty bad at like finding a, a, striking a good balance in their life. We're pretty bad yeah. at that. Yeah. And I think we've got to remind ourselves pretty often, you know, with just just getting that balance in our life. And it comes with everything. Like, and it sounds so boring. Like when people say, oh, like eating and whatever, I'm like a balanced diet. Like it's just yeah. so boring. But it's, uh, yeah. that is what... That's what makes life good. You look at all the people that are truly happy and they have balance. Mm. It's not all about career success because if they don't have connection with their friends and family in the afternoon just relaxing, they're not happy. You know, if mm. if you have all the connection in the world and no health, you're not happy. You have mm. to be – And I've heard you say this in the past, Rachel, but like you, it's not about having all cylinders firing at the same time, but it's about always servicing each section of your life. Sometimes some need more, sometimes others do, but it's this idea of being aware of all these facets of your life and catering to them.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I feel like that's something that you really start to sort of understand the older you get. Mm. Well,
1: you've got to time distribute, like it's just not as easy as. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I guess sort of that kind of goes on to like the importance of consistency, which is another one people don't love to hear.
1: (laughs) I reckon the word consistency is just like people are just like, oh, my God, stop. But it's so important.
0: It's It's kind of like I guess we did kind of touch on that with how you were saying, you know, it's little bits over time Mm. of everything, right, that make up that. But again, this comes back. So this all ties in Then I think it kind of comes back to time allocation. So if you can – Allocate your time to do little bits of these things in an order that your like match your
2: priorities. But the order, of, that's yeah, that's a huge point, what you just said. Yep. The order is massive. Because if you do mm. exactly what you're saying, all those little things in an order. It's like I always say, it's like you contract that job out to your subconscious mind. If you Mm. have to, if it's in a new order every single day, you're consciously having to think about it. So that's a task that it's effort. It's effort. And by the end of the day, you're tired. We only have a select amount of decisions that we can make easily. And then decisions get harder and Mm -hmm. harder throughout the day. It's like a budget of decisions that we've got. But if you have routine, People love that word. If you have fucking yeah. routine, you've subcontracted that out now to your subconscious mind. You're not thinking about it anymore. So now mm-hmm. you can allocate your decision-making capabilities and that budget to your creativity, to business, to yeah. other things that, that are your priority, you know?
0: Mm. And I, I would say I think I'm pretty good with my time, but even just after this conversation, I'm like, oh, I could be better. Awesome. I could refine things more, mm. you know? I could... So it's like no one's ever perfect. Uh-huh. I guess it's just about constantly revisiting. If something isn't working, revisiting potentially why it's not.
1: But also can I just like jump in there and say like your time priority sometimes change whether you want them to or not and yeah. you actually have to readjust yeah, your like constantly. Yeah, constantly. And how you do things and kind of be like anti having a baby. Like literally I'm <laughs> like am I saying? managing my time? And I'm like well I probably need to readjust yeah, how yeah. I'm doing everything. It's just, yeah, it, life is constantly. Constantly changing.
2: And well, exactly with that, you've also got to have – that discipline but also the understanding with yourself like there's going yeah. to be certain times in your life where you're going through a, a period of time where it's not going to last forever you know it's not going to last forever where things are going to little, be a bit more skewed and more of your attention has to go to that like you know mm. my final semester of my master's I was like this is not sustainable but it's not meant to be it's only yeah, the yeah. next you know and I'm dying competing. but yeah, yeah. competing, competing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. had yep. the first few months I mean I feel like once you have a child it's like a big priority yeah. <laughs> for your entire life but I mean when they're yeah. a newborn that it's doesn't last forever yeah. that's not no, gonna last no. forever and it's the demand the time
1: demands change yeah. even from when she was born to now the time demands have changed mm. like it's just about constantly readjusting yeah. and like repurposing what and you do throughout kind the day to yourself
2: about it you know
1: mm. yeah yeah all right so we're gonna finish
0: with a great question one that I feel like everyone always loves and maybe we can all give our I don't know what mine is yet, so I'll have a thing. Alexis, you can see. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what advice would you give to your younger self slash other women looking to transform themselves?
2: My advice would be if you're at a crossroads of where you're trying to make a decision of should I stay or should I go and do this thing, you're already, you need to go and do this thing. That, mm. That's my advice in the sense that obviously if you're living a life that you're thrilled with, you're not going to be at a crossroads so you don't have anything mm. to worry about. But if you're in a situation being like, oh, I'm pulled to do this but I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, no decision is a wrong decision and if you're, mm. you're you only regret the things you didn't do. You can't mm. regret something you did because at the time – you thought it was the right decision so you listen to everyone's regrets when they think back oh, I wish I had just gone and done that thing or I wish yeah. I had said that thing to that person and just was vulnerable or mm-hmm. I would you know you end up saving yourself your future self so much time by just doing the thing making taking the leap you know that like you ne- it will never be a mistake never and I always say it's like, as you said, no decision
0: is a wrong decision. It's but it's also what you make of it. So yeah. when you make a decision, make it and go, go for it.
2: Like yeah. go hard at it, you know? And, and just really have the make goal the most of, of it. Of your goal is I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna see how much I can learn. Don't think I'm gonna do this just yeah. like because then no, your yeah. your your You've got to think of what am I trying to achieve with this? Because is it something that's in my control or is it something that's out of my control? If it's like I have to win gold at the Olympics, that's not in your control. You can't control how much your competitors are training. You can't. But what you can control is I'm doing this for the best, for to have like the most incredible experience where I'm making all these connections. You can control that, you know, you mm. can put yourself out there, you can absorb, you can learn, you can meet people and then maybe you go and win what you wanted to win or maybe you don't, but that's irrelevant because it's not the primary reason for you doing that thing
0: and people spend so much time sitting on that like mm. should i Years, yeah is. it's so crazy and it's like just make the decision and once it's made as you said the worst that can happen is you learn from it exactly so it's like that's the worst case scenario yeah, yeah, I love that. What's I feel like that's such a good I'm way. just
1: like sitting here absorbing <laughs> all of this. Make the decision, what's Emma. Mine, whatever it is, What's yours? What's yours? Yeah. Well, mine's a little bit off yours, but what I've noticed lately, and I, I know I'm talking about having a baby and all that sort of stuff, but it is my season. Of course. Um, I get a lot of messages from girls basically being like, I'm scared of and this can be applied to anything like I'm scared of the f- what I want to achieve in the future so I, I'm actually scared to have a baby because of what it's going to do to my own life mm-hmm. or I'm scared to start a business um, idea because I'm you know I don't want to fail and the the one piece of advice I would give is like just go for it and don't necessarily think it's going to change your life for the worse. Like everything is hard in its own way and you're not going to necessarily go through life with everything being easy. Like starting the business might not be easy. It could be really, really challenging, but it's so worth it if you can get to where you want to be through that hard work.
2: Yeah, 100%.
0: And another thing you said on your, um, I actually listened to one of Alexis's podcasts on vulnerability and it's like, you actually do more damage to yourself not being vulnerable, oh, right? Because yeah. you're not being you, – you were sort of saying you're not being your authentic self. Like so you're actually – you're, you're missing out on feeling things and experiencing yeah. things because you're so scared mm. of showing you know your yeah. real self that you end up um, not experiencing when it could be the best
1: thing ever yeah. like it it yeah. honestly could be the best that's thing you've mean. ever done and you'll never know because you're just like I just don't know if I if I can or if I want to because I fear the unknown
0: yeah and we've all been there and that feeling of just oh, being like yeah. so scared or like sitting on that yeah. situation yeah. night is honestly the worst and, oh
1: you it's <laughs> a hard it's one of the hardest things in life that's why so many people stop like it's it's like a of who go for it and who don't and Mm. it's like be one of the people who go for it because it's just so worth it
2: that's it it. and your life doesn't stop if something fails things keep going you you know life is constantly moving you're on you know it's 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 always rolling and rolling and you just have to keep rolling with it and things are going to come that are going to be good that thing might not work out but you meet someone that is amazing you you make a free Mm. you know what I mean it's never it's never like oh it failed and now everything stops it doesn't work that way No.
0: Hmm. I feel like my advice is always the same. I always give this piece because I feel like it's to my younger self, but also to my current self. I love it. So I'm just constantly giving myself (laughs) this advice. Um, (laughs) I always feel like enjoy the enjoy the now yeah. because i feel like i'm constantly looking as to what is next or what what i need to do and it's mm. like ugh, sometimes i feel like you just miss out on the really great yeah. things and i hear this a lot from and i posted this before and got a lot of people be like wow that like i really felt that like when when you're single you're like oh i really want to be in a relationship yeah. and then it's like but that time so like that's such a great time such being a great time and you're going to mourn it's it when like yes. i love
2: tyrone love him don't don't ever want to leave him, but I mourn my yeah. single life. It was great. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah.
0: And then it's like you're in a relationship. It's so I want to be engaged. You're engaged. I want to be married. Yeah. I want to have kids. And it's just this constant, like, I want, I want, I want. And that's just, right? Us being us, it's being so beings true. that yeah. constantly want more. But I just feel like I'm constantly trying to tell myself, Rachel, just, just enjoy live in the now. this. Yeah. It's so true. Life is true. good, guys. Yeah. Life is good. And try to see the good in it, I guess. Yeah. Well,
1: and then you find yourself looking back and you're like, oh my God. Always. Just like, Always. Like those were <laughs> the good <laughs> days. So- yeah, yeah. Like when I was
2: living the good days, I was wishing for tomorrow.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that would definitely be <laughs> yeah. mine. Yeah. I love that. I mean, that's yeah, it's very moral. relatable. So Alexis, thank you so much. Honestly, I absolutely love chatting to you. I could chat to you all day. And as you guys probably noticed throughout, I was constantly referencing Alexis's podcasts because I learn... So, so much from them. Thank so you. make sure you go check her out. It is Do You Fucking Mind. <laughs> yeah. um, but Alexis, where else can we find you?
2: So I'm on, so on Instagram, it's Alexis Predez, P-R-E-D-E-Z. Um, and then my book, which is The Neuroscience of Self-Love. That's and you can get that anywhere online? And you can get that online, any major book retailer. So around Australia. Yeah. If you're overseas though, you, I think you can only get it via the book depository because that's like an international supplier.
0: Perfect.
1: Nice. Amazing.
0: Well, thank you so thank much. Thank you. I love and chatting to you girls. see you
1: soon. It's always the
0: best. It <laughs> was so nice.
1: to talk. I'm I going know. away. I'm doing a lot of self-refining. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm going to refine my time. I'm going to Literally. refine my time. <laughs> we allocate. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Alexis. Thank you. See you guys next time. Bye.